Welcome to The Portable Ethics Lawyer. Today, we unlock the Alas Podcast Vault and bring you a previously unreleased episode that we recorded when we were still in the studio. We hope you enjoy it. What's a lawyer to do when their opponent illegally or unethically threatens them or their client to gain an improper tactical advantage in a matter? I'm Javonna Long, and you're listening to The Portable Ethics Lawyer. In this episode, we're joined by Ken Landis, a vice president and senior loss prevention counsel at Alas, who will discuss the ethical considerations surrounding this issue. Ken, welcome. Thanks, Giovanna. You can't threaten someone to do or not to do something unless that person gives you what you want. That's extortion, and that's a crime. You can't use threats like, I will do X unless you pay me a million dollars, Or if you don't do X, I will report you to the police or tell your spouse. The person making the threat may have a perfect right to tell the police or file a lawsuit, but it's the, quote, unless you pay me, end quote, threat that's the crime. Obviously, it's a problem if a lawyer does this, right? Of course. But they must also diligently represent their clients. So the question is, where is the line that lawyers can't cross? In that regard, the rules of professional conduct in every state, typically rules 8.3 and 8.4, prohibit lawyers from engaging in criminal and unethical behavior like extortion and require lawyers to report it when they see it. What kind of problems are we seeing in this area? Well, apparently some lawyers haven't read the rules. For example, late last year, in relation to the Roundup Products liability lawsuits, a plaintiff's lawyer drafted a lawsuit against a manufacturer of the components in Roundup alleging that they cause cancer. The lawyer then told the company that he wouldn't file his complaint if the named plaintiff was paid $5 million. He also added in, for good measure, a requirement that the manufacturer hire him and his pals as consultants for $200 million. When law enforcement authorities were notified, the lawyer was arrested and charged with interstate intentions to extort. What should lawyers do when they believe that there is a chance that one of their clients has been extorted by another lawyer? If the threat rises to a referable offense, then the lawyer should report the behavior to the disciplinary authority in the state where the offending lawyer is licensed, as well as the local state's attorney's office. But somewhat surprisingly, we hear, more often than not, that state's attorneys and state bar associations don't take much interest in such garden-variety extortion-type actions by lawyers. Are there other steps lawyers can take to protect their clients when they believe that they or their client might be being extorted? Yes. There may be another way to handle this that may not require reporting it. When this situation happens to a lawyer, we recommend that the lawyer consult their general counsel or primary loss prevention partner. The GC will decide with firm management on the best course of action. What if the client has been frightened by a threat and wants to pay up? Well, that obviously complicates things. Clients, as a matter of good policy, should not respond to threats of extortion. But what if it's unclear whether actual extortion is involved and your opponent states a valid case on causation and damages? In that case, the lawyer should consult with his or her general counsel. If the GC agrees, the best way to respond may simply be to tell your opponent that your client is willing to engage in pre-suit settlement discussions. Now, of course, the lawyer, with the general counsel's assistance, will need to confirm this course of action 
in writing with a client. And in situations like this, you will also need to take care not to violate other ethics rules related to the subject. What are the ethics rules should lawyers be aware of? Well, let's look at the roundup situation. In that matter, the opponent demanded to be hired as a consultant to the client. And let's flip that around. What if your own client suggests this type of arrangement so that the plaintiff's lawyer won't be able to sue the client again? We hear about this periodically, and there's an ethics rule that deals with it. Model Rule 5.6b and similar state rules prohibit a lawyer from making or accepting an offer of settlement with a provision that the plaintiff's lawyer promises not to bring the same suit for another plaintiff. But clients do make this request sometimes. They may ask a firm to find a way around this rule, like hiring the plaintiff's lawyer or putting the plaintiff's lawyer on retainer to consult about similar cases. Lawyers have been disbarred for participating in such arrangements. So again, if this happens, the firm lawyer should consult with his or her general counsel. A firm's GC will be the best person to help explain to the client that the lawyer can't do this, and the client shouldn't either. How about this scenario? What if your client has a claim against another person, and you're convinced that the opponent will want to settle quickly to avoid publicity or exposure? What can you do with this tactical advantage? Well, so far, there's nothing wrong with the situation you just described. So, you absolutely can make a demand for your client's damages. At that time, you may also state that you would like to avoid a lawsuit. Just don't add the words, and if we file suit, you will be exposed, your children will have to change their names, the stock in your company will plummet, and your name will become a verb, or anything like that. In other words, you should rely on your opponent's own imagination. Depending on whether he or she is cynical or just being professional, your opponent's own imagination will be more effective, and you will not violate the rules of professional conduct. Sounds good. Anything else? Yeah, just one more thing. I want to thank Pete Winders, the general counsel at Carlton Fields, for giving me the idea for this podcast. That's great. Ken, thanks for taking the time to share those helpful tips with our listeners. My pleasure. Until next time, I'm Giovanna Long, and this is the Portable Ethics Lawyer. This podcast is provided for educational purposes to assist lawyers in avoiding ethics violations, malpractice suits, other professional liability claims, and management liability claims. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. The recommendations contained in this podcast are not necessarily appropriate for every lawyer or law firm. In determining the best course of action, lawyers should consider the applicable legal authorities and all relevant facts and circumstances. Copyright 2021 by Attorneys Liability Assurance Society All rights reserved.